0: Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: Time for hour number two of Fantasy Sports Today. This hour we touch on a little football. We got the preseason starting tonight. We'll get into that and give you a taste of what you can expect in all of the games. Fantasy Sports Today. Hour number two starts now. I'd like to talk a little bit about sports.
0: Fantasy sports
2: today. Well hit down the way-
3: for three. Puts it in!
1: Forward big league pitcher Brad Ziegler. Andrew Luck's Andrew Luck. If he's healthy, he's a star. Um, I, I think there is over-cautiousness there, but we'll see. We'll see as they ramp up his um, workouts. We'll see how he responds to it. Um, right now, I have him as the QB7, and that's solely because I think there's potential for missed games. Uh, if he was completely healthy, I'd have him as the third quarterback behind Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Uh, let's bring in Hall of Fame writer right now, uh, Jason Cole, who's covered the NFL for many, many years. It's a new day in Cleveland for sure, Jason, but what kind of results do you think we'll back this year?
2: I think the team's gonna score, so I would be I would be bullish on them. Um, you know, if I was a fantasy player, I, you know, I think that it. I think Baker Mayfield's gonna be a really, really good player to me. Like, I think Beckham and Leander's gonna put up the numbers. I think Ndoku's gonna put up numbers too.
1: All right, welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bish here with you as we got you here until two o'clock Eastern. And you can hit us up here on the show at any time at Craig Mish is the way that you can get at me at FNTSY Radio. I am looking forward to tonight where we're going to have an opportunity to see some NFL uh, preseason games, right? Like that's, uh, that, that's on tap tonight. So I'm excited for that. We'll have a preview a little bit later in the show as we're going to uh, check in on the Seahawks with Curtis Crabtree who covers them. And that'll be at 1.40 Eastern. Looking forward to that as well. What do you take away from tonight? NFL preseason game number one? Uh, well, th- this is where I think that from a fantasy perspective, it's a case-by-case basis, honestly. Now, you, what you have to do is, for those of you who have not had drafts, it's it's probably a lot more fun than for people who have had drafts because now you get to actually watch and evaluate what you're seeing in the first quarter, second quarter. Now I've mentioned this many times here on the show that I'm playing in a, uh, in a keeper league and I'm playing what we would call a dynasty league with a salary cap. And so a lot of the players that I have on my team were recently drafted as an example, one of the games that I'll check out tonight. And uh, you know, I, as I mentioned, I'll go to the baseball game, but on my way home uh, I'll start listening to the the Arizona Cardinals game. And the reason why is because—well, two reasons, really, I think. I think it's probably fair to say that the the single biggest story in any of the games tonight is going to be Kyle Murray because he was the first overall pick, Heisman Trophy winner, and he'll have a chance to play tonight. But for me, I have Andy Isabella. So uh, rookies kind of, no matter how high they're drafted, are played a lot in the NFL preseason. And if that wasn't on display last year with Saquon Barkley— his ADP rose significantly starting in about week one, week two of the NFL preseason because he looked so good on all of the runs that he had. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, in week one of the NFL pre- preseason last year, didn't he roll off like a 50-yard run or a 40-yard run or something like that? I feel like he did in week one or week two. Either way, that that's the first indication as to what could happen in the future. Now, there also are other things that happen in the NFL preseason, like, for example, last year. The NFL preseason darling was Chris Warren of the Oakland Raiders, and I ended up taking him in my dynasty league, and guess what he produced? Uh, Nothing, and he was let go by the Raiders. Dante Foreman also in a similar situation, a great preseason player, but not much in the regular season. So uh, undrafted free agents, players that will start playing in the second quarter on I think are kind of important but the reality is, for those of us to take things very seriously, when do you start doing it? It's one week from tonight. That, the, the, the second week when you're going to start to see players play is when it's important. And by the way, there are going to be different games. I'm going to tell you this in advance right now. Not that I am fully certain as to what's going to happen, but as a good example of a game that you don't have to pay any attention to. Uh, and and we'll break down the games one by one, but New England and Detroit. Like, how many years in a row have you seen Bill Belichick's teams in the preseason show nothing, not play anyone at all? That's going to happen again tonight. And guess who the opposing coach is? It's a former coach uh, in Matt Patricia of the, of the New England Patriots, now coaching the Lions. They're going to show nothing as well. Uh, on the flip side, there are some teams that had horrible years last year that are going to try to impress for their fan base, and so we'll get into that as well. Teams that had uh, dismal years that didn't produce anything, and they want to give their teams, uh, you know, a little bit of an opportunity to try and, uh, you know, get some hope. And I think one of those teams that we'll see tonight is the Washington Redskins. The Redskins are coming off how many years in a row of just <laughs> of not having great seasons, like one good year in the last five? And I think the Redskins are going to play tough in the preseason. They're going to try hard. They're going to want to show their fan base that good things are happening. They drafted Dwayne Haskins. I think you're going to see him. Uh, they spent that money on Alex Smith, and now Alex Smith can't play. So you look at it on a case-by-case scenario. Uh, you know, I, I know that from a betting perspective, for me, it's really all about the backup quarterbacks in these games. and And even still, it's so hard to determine – who's, who's going to play, how much time is going to play. But if you're looking for three things for me, number one, it is the rookies in fantasy tonight. Number two, it is the teams that are trying to show their fan base that they really want to produce something better than they did last year. And number three, it's just keeping the main guys healthy on the field. And I think those are the three things that I would start off with tonight as the NFL preseason begins. Coming up next, we will dive into them game by game. I'll give you some of the players that I'll be watching tonight that I'll be curious about and I'll be actually looking at statistics for. There aren't a lot of them, but there are some. And then a little bit later in the show, we'll do a deep dive into the Seattle Seahawks and we'll wonder what we can expect this year, who will be their starting running back, how have they replaced Doug Baldwin, all those kind of good questions I think we'll have coming up a little bit later. Also, anytime you can dial up the show, 844-843-6879. That phone number is 844-843-6879. On Twitter, at Craig Mish. Of course, on iTunes, make sure you like and subscribe this podcast. And if you wouldn't mind giving it uh, a rating of five stars or more, that'd be awesome too. Therefore, we rank a little bit higher in iTunes as it pertains to fantasy sports. Our first time out of hour number two is here. We'll take it right now and we'll come back with more fantasy football discussion right here on FNTSY Radio. Also, don't forget audioboom.com, a great place to access our audio in case you, for some reason, don't have any room on your phone and you can't download apps. Why? I wouldn't have no idea, but some people like it that way. We'll be right back after this. Don't go away.
4: Um Fantasy Sports Today
0: with
1: Craig Misch. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish back with you here until 2 o'clock on the East. This is our Fantasy Football Hour. Make sure you tune in Monday through Friday every day at 1 o'clock Eastern as we knock out some football discussion coming up. In about 15 minutes from now, Curtis Crabtree is going to be with us. We'll also break down everything going on in uh, in fantasy, in fantasy football, fantasy baseball, everything that's happening. We keep you updated on that. The big story of the day is Duke Johnson traded to the Houston Texans. The Texans cut Dante Foreman less than a week ago, and he was traded for a conditional fourth-round pick. And so at this stage, Duke becomes the backup to the Lamar Miller, I don't know that this will really mean a lot for Miller, and I'm not even sure that it will really mean a lot for Duke Johnson, although I would say he wasn't going to play at all in Cleveland, especially when Kareem Hunt ends up suiting up for them in Week 10. So uh, give him a little bit of boost to his value. I think the the value for me is really if something was to happen to Miller. Uh, Miller is a strange running back he has these games where he goes like 12 carries for 15 yards, and then he has these games of of 14 carries for 160 yards. He still has that breakaway speed and big playability. It's just no one really likes him all that much because he'll burn you in both DFS and a season-long league uh, You know, for two, three weeks at a time, and then all of a sudden he'll come out of nowhere and, and, and have great weeks. So he's really kind of unchallenged at this point but uh, the Texans, I, if I'm not mistaken, the Texans are still uh, without a GM. They're a, li- a little bit of a mess. I'm not, kinda, I'm not sure what kind of season they're going to have. I thought their team on paper was a lot better than what it ended up being last year. I thought they were fortunate to run off a bunch of wins, and they ended up uh, making the playoffs last year. Uh, okay, so let's uh, dive into uh, a few of these preseason games for tonight. We'll start off with the Jets and the Giants. And the annual game played between those two teams, of course, they play in the same stadium, so it's very easy for them to play against each other. Daniel Jones, we'll get our first look at him. And if you go back to the draft in late April, this was the big controversy where they had a chance of taking several other guys. They ended up taking him. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play. And uh, and honestly, uh, I, I think he could be successful with the Giants. I wouldn't rule that out. They have been kind of toiling around for years trying to figure out if, Peyton, if, uh, if Eli Manning is going to stick around and how much longer he is going to play. Well, the Giants are finally making that move toward the future. And honestly, I think it's definitely the right thing to do. Um, I think when I look at it, And if you had to ask me how long would we be able to see him play tonight, uh, my guess is probably going to be two or three series. But since he is a rookie, maybe they give him a little bit more playing time. And the other problem with this is that you're going to be playing against the twos and the threes and even the fours of the New York Jets. So it's not going to be a great indication. But on the flip side, if he doesn't play well at all, then... (laughs) You know, at that point, you look at it and say, "My gosh, he didn't play well against the twos, the threes, and the fours. How much can we really count on him if things get into the regular season?" Uh, he was definitely not a top two or top three keeper in my fantasy league. He went in uh, very late in the uh, rookie draft, so certainly not a lot of confidence there. But an opportunity to at least show Giants fans that there's something positive there in terms of the Jets. Uh, this will be the first game for Le'Veon Bell. How many plays will he play? Two, three, four? I, I know if there is a running back that needs more work than some of the other guys in the first round being drafted this year, it's probably Bell, but why would you risk it in NFL preseason game number one? So not, uh, nothing really that compelling for me with the New York Jets. Daniel Jones, to me, is the story with the Giants. Uh, Sean is a big Bills fan. Sean, would you just like to speak of what you're looking forward to? With the, I have my little notes here, but you know, feel free to to join in what well, you're looking forward to seeing tonight with the they Bills. They announced the Bills are going to play their starters for at least the first quarter, so that's that's interesting.
0: You know, you don't see that in the okay. first preseason game. Um, but do you?
1: But do you really believe that? Also, I though? do that's because in, in
0: years past, McDermott has played his starters in the first preseason game for like a okay. quarter. Um Frank Gore starting over LeSean McCoy. We know what Frank Gore is, right? I don't think that's news or what have you, but I do want to see how he looks in a Bills uniform. He is 30, what, six years old. Let's see if he lost anything from last season. Right. But that's what I'm looking for. Josh Allen just I – mean, what are they going to show? Not much, right? It's the first preseason game.
1: I don't think so. Yeah, I but, I
0: mean, so. there's little
1: things I guess you could pick up here th- and there, but I'm looking forward to yeah, it. I, 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 yeah, and and so, um, you know, for me, I, I think that, you know, the story – there was a, a good story today, by the way, on NFL.com as I was doing some of my research for the show is that LeSean McCoy is really taking this as a challenge. He says that, you know, his, his back is against the wall, and he wants to prove that he can still play. I, I still think McCoy ends up getting cut in a few weeks. I, I think do, there's too. there's a good chance of that. Yeah, but but that also gives a nice opportunity to make Devin Singletary. I, I think that we'll, we'll get a chance to see him play a little and, bit and tonight. That's what's confusing, right? Wouldn't you start Devin Singletary with the ones tonight, right? See what he has. And they, they never give R- rookies that uh, get respect. That that chance. Yeah, a they third do round. Yeldon, yeah. Yeldon is the guy, right? The yeah, backup. he's there.
3: Yeah, TJ Yeldon's there.
1: Yes, yeah. So I would guess Yeldon is going to get the most playing time. But we'll see the second half of Singletary, and I, and I'll tell you, I watched a lot of Singletary play. He played thirty minutes north of me at Florida Atlantic University, and uh, a lot of the games were on TV locally here. He played for Lane Kiffin in that offense. Singletary to me, here's here's what what could happen if if I had to guess with him. Uh, he reminds me a lot of and don't let us not confuse Barry Sanders with Devin Singletary. But let me tell you kind of the the way that I see it. You lost this you guy. Lost <laughs> yeah, this guy Singletary has, has as good as a first or second step as any running back would coming out of the NFL draft. So he can hit that hole but he gets caught from behind a lot. <laughs> that was the issue that uh that he would have a lot of 30 40 yard runs but he would get caught at like the 2 yard line, the 3 yard line, I don't know, he just like slowed down at the end and that would happen a lot to Barry Sanders in his career. I see Not that there's a comparison yeah. in terms of running back. Yeah, it's just like you're going to see a lot of runs where he bursts out but then he gets caught by the cornerback like uh after 20 or 30 yards. I don't I think he he doesn't have that speed to continue off. But we'll see, we'll see. Um Anyway, but I agree with you though. I'm quality. looking forward to the, the rookies,
0: right? Kyler Murray tonight, Dwayne Haskins tonight. That, that's who I'm most looking
1: forward to. That's seeing. all you're going to see, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're going to force th- they're going to force them into action. I think Barkley played a lot last preseason, if I'm not mistaken, for the Giants. He played. He, he played pick.
3: some because uh,
0: he he made the, the headlines here with, with his uh, you know, game breaking uh, moves. So yeah, he played a lot. Yeah,
1: I remember that. Yeah. Okay, Colts tonight, oh gosh, nothing for me. I'll pass. Nothing interesting, I think. I think you kind of know who the Colts are. I think you know who the fantasy guys are on that team. Uh, Jaguars, Ravens, uh, Malcolm Brown should get a shot to play. So that's interesting, I think. Uh, Mark Ingram is, is a new running back with Baltimore. So certainly he'll play a series or two, but we'll get to find out who his backup may be. Remember last year, Alex Collins was the darling of the preseason, and he turned out to be a bust. Uh, Gus Edwards ended up playing a little bit, so th- there's some there's some options there in Baltimore. I think it's it, Ingram is is kind of shared lead back role for a while with Kamara. So if there's a chance that he comes out on a third down situation, maybe he's the first and second down guy. Who the, who's the third down guy going to be for Baltimore this year? So maybe that's something that we can check out. Now, in terms of Jacksonville, it's Nick Foles is now to take over at quarterback there, but I don't think you could really get excited. About anything with Jacksonville, to be honest with you, except for hopefully Fournette and him being healthy. Uh, Titans, Eagles tonight, and 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 look, if there's going to be anyone that's going to have the preseason that Barkley did last year, maybe it is Miles Sanders for Philadelphia. I think that we'll get a heavy dose of him. We'll have a chance to see what he can do. The Titans' defense last year was pretty good. Tennessee, in terms of them, they have some wide open spots at receiver. Uh, They drafted one last year. We'll see kind of who steps up. Is Taiwan Taylor a guy that can move from a wide receiver four to a wide receiver three? I'd love to see his emergence. They used him in such good ways last year, and then I thought they forgot about him. But uh, Titans-Eagles tonight, another interesting game. Falcons-Dolphins, this is kind of a dog game for me. Atlanta, in terms of fantasy, I I feel like they're pretty much set across the board. You know Ridley, you know Julio Jones, you know Hooper, you know Ryan, you know who's going to be in their backfield. Uh, Devontae Freeman or Ido Smith. Uh, Miami, my gosh, their fantasy prospects this year do not look good. Ryan Fitzpatrick will start. We'll see Kalen Balazs. We'll see Kenyon Drake. Their wide receivers, I think, are wide open at this point. You could probably make a case for several guys playing behind Kenny Hills, But that's not my favorite game on the board. One of my favorites is, though, and I'll tell you about it next, Redskins and Browns. We'll have a preview of that. We'll talk Patriots and Lions as well. Don't go away.
2: I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible.
4: Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best. Date possible? Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's the thebestdate 100com One more time, thebestdate100.com.
0: He said, how can you blame the Warriors? He says, I'm hearing that the Warriors pressured me into getting back. Nobody's pressured me. Nobody said a word to me during rehab. He said, I was the one, along with the director of sports medicine and performance, we were the only two working out all day. It was only him and I, so nobody knew what was going on. And he said, I was the one that targeted game five all along. Weekdays, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern, on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish.
1: Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bish back with you. The NFL preseason is here. And with games tonight and season-long fantasy football drafts in full swing, head over to rotoexperts.com and check out the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts have you covered with dynasty, season-long, and best ball formats, giving you an edge. Regardless of what type of season-long fantasy football you play, you can save 10% right now by going to rotoexperts.com and using promo code FNTSY. That is 10% off with promo code FNTSY, the NFL 365 fantasy football package only at rotoexperts.com. That's how uh, you can subscribe and get a hold of all the great fantasy football information for the season, and we will continue our previews coming up in just a few minutes. We will talk... Seattle Seahawks with Curtis Crabtree. They got a game tonight, which we're going to hit on in just a minute. Um, Okay, so kind of looking again at some of the games that we didn't touch on in the previous segment. um, Patriots-Lions. Okay, well, there are two rookies at least in this game that may be featured a little bit. in Nikhil Harry and TJ Hawkinson. But beyond that, historically speaking, both these teams don't play anybody at all in the preseason. And I don't think that you're going to see much of this game tonight. Although lots of twos and threes for New England sometimes can end up being ones. You know how they do it. They stash those guys on the practice squad. All of a sudden, they start playing. And, and who knows? They, they end up being Super Bowl-type players. They always seem to find these guys out of nowhere. And, uh, and, and maybe that is the case again tonight. I think Detroit, by the way, is one of those teams, and I know that maybe I'm biased here a little bit because I took a few players of them in this uh Razz Bowl draft. I think Detroit's one of those teams, as I mentioned earlier on, that must try and impress their fan base a little bit. I think they have a little bit more at stake this preseason maybe than some of the other teams. That may be a, uh, a bet that I could make if I was going to get any points. In a game like this, let me take a look and see what the what the uh, spread is in tonight's game between the Patriots and Lions. I mean, how do, how do you not make New England favorite in a game always favored? But I think that when I look at it, and let's see, most of them are two and a half, three points. Oh, the Lions are actually favored tonight. New England opened up as a three-point favorite, and now Detroit is minus two and a half. I, I think that would be the one, uh, the one bet that I would make tonight. I would never bet on the NFL preseason. If I was going to bet on any game, that would be Detroit. I think Detroit has a little bit to prove tonight and show their fan base that, that coming off that brutal season last year that they're going to be a little bit better. Uh, Redskins and Browns tonight, speaking of a team that needs a little bit of a boost, it's the Redskins for sure. I think the Browns have pretty much established that they're a player this year. Under the radar sneakiness, Dwayne Haskins will have an opportunity to see him. Sean mentioned him before. I think it's a good call there. How much of Darius Geist do we get to see tonight? After not seeing him at all last year, that would be a player I'd be uh, curious in seeing for sure. Former running back at LSU, but I think at this point, Geis is in a timeshare with Adrian Peterson, right? And Geis, we nope. know is the better running back for sure. Adrian Peterson's going to have to p- play for the next ten years if he's no money. Apparently, I don't know how all that happened, but hate to see that. But yeah, Geis I think could be, uh, provide an interesting game tonight. As far as Cleveland goes. If Baker Mayfield will probably try and play the whole game, you know that's not going to happen. Week three of the NFL preseason will be some really good rounds theater because at that point you'll get to see Beckham play a lot. You'll get to see uh, Landry play a lot. And Nick Chubb, good team. Cleveland for sure this year. Texans and uh, in the Packers. So in my notes, it's so sad. In my notes here, I have Buddy Howell's name listed. What a What a mistake I made today. If you missed earlier in the show, I told a quick story how in my dynasty league, I was like mining for gems, as you would call it. And I was reading a team preview and it listed like five different Houston running backs. So I go over to my dynasty league and I'm like, Ferguson. Okay, he's taking Lamar Miller. Of course, he's, oh, Buddy Howell. Who is this? Okay, let's check. Oh, Buddy Howell. He's from South Florida, South Florida guy. Oh, that's great. Oh, uh, let's see. He, oh, FAU. He played before Singletary or with Singletary. Let me go and pick this guy. Oh, oh man. They signed Duke Johnson. And so now naturally uh, in the chat room, there's like people like with question marks and emojis. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a beating off this one, but it's not a lot of money. I throw away 50 cents and who knows the last mistake that I made in fantasy was cutting Matt Beattie on the Dodgers and picking up Josh Van Meter. And crying on this show about it. And that worked out well. So maybe this uh, this move will work out well for me also. Let's not completely rule it out. So Texans and Packers tonight. I thought Brad Ziegler on the show yesterday illustrated the running back situation for Green Bay. And, and how really up in the air it could be. So many people love Aaron Jones. And yes, the talent is there. But the health is always an issue for him. And so maybe we could see somebody else emerge there. Uh, Panthers and Bears, we haven't gotten into these two teams at all. Is is it safe to say that the most intriguing kicking story of the preseason is with the Bears after that disaster that they had last year at Cody Parkey? Oh, my gosh, was that a disaster. So the two names tonight, and and look, the Bears are not – for those people who are still playing with kickers, the Bears are going to be nowhere near the top ten offenses in the NFL. There's always two schools of thought with that. Some people feel like you want – a kicker on a high-scoring team because he's going to get you a lot of extra points. There are some people that feel that you don't want a kicker on a high-scoring te- uh, high team because there's no opportunity for field goals. You want, want him on a low-scoring team because he's going to attempt a lot of field goals. Has anybody ever proven that theory one way or the other? I have no idea. Either way, the two kickers tonight, one of them I know because he played at the University of Florida and Eddie Pinero, and the other one is this kid named Fry. So apparently these two kickers are going to duke it out. It's the big kicking story. Of the NFL preseason for the Carolina Panthers, well, not, not really much. I, I I know they made some offensive moves in the off season, but this is like the Christian McCaffrey show. And for me, as and I've said this before, he's the number one pick overall for me in fantasy, and and I just I don't think there's even a second place. Like it just even if he doesn't get a hundred catches and he gets eighty eight, this guy is just so good. He's the whole offense there. They have nothing else. It's similar to a Barkley situation, and I think there's a chance that McCaffrey catches more balls than, than, uh, than Barkley this year again. Uh, and then the final game tonight will be the game that I'll actually get to see because I'll be done with baseball at that point, Chargers and Cardinals. So this is our first view of the Cliff Kingsbury offense. You heard me earlier say some teams want to show their home fans that this is going to be a better year and they play harder in the preseason the Cardinals are probably going to be one of those teams. My guess is at the end of the preseason, the Cardinals will be 4-0 and look awesome. That's my guess. Mark that down. Uh, I'm 0-1 on things that I've said and save and play back at the, at the end. Like I said, the Brewers, a guarantee they'll get a starting pitcher, and they ended up getting Jordan Lyles and nothing else. Here's my second guarantee. I'll go 0-2. The Arizona Cardinals are going to win all four preseason games, average like 30 points a game and be the hot story going into the NFL season. And then, of course, the NFL season begins, and, and then nothing is the same. But that would be my prediction uh, for them. Uh, I will uh, keep an eye on Andy Isabella. He's on one of my teams, so that's a big one for me. Kyler Murray is clearly the story tonight of all the games. Kyler Murray is his, his first NFL game. It's, be, how much time do we spend talking about him? Is he going to play baseball? Is he going to play football? Of course you want to see him play tonight. That, that's good TV no matter what. I I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'd rather watch a baseball game than the first couple of series for Kyler Murray. I'm all in on that. That should be fun. And as far as the Chargers go, yeah, without Melvin Gordon, everybody gets a little bit of a bump on the depth chart. And so Austin Eckler is probably the guy to watch or Jackson. I mean, San Diego or uh, L.A. Chargers, they, they just don't seem to care that Gordon's not there. And so we'll, we'll see if that is on display. The preseason doesn't really change things for some, for some teams. But I would say that this is just one to watch because, like in Dallas, if the Chargers struggle on the ground, then they'll start to wonder, hey, did we make the right call here? Did we make the right decision? Uh, and, and those are all the games for tonight. Tomorrow what we'll do is we will have a, a preview of all the Friday and Saturday preseason games and the players to watch. So my takeaway from tonight will be Kyler Murray, number one. Uh, Arizona winning all their preseason games, number two. Uh, definitely, and uh, definitely Miles Sanders of Philly, number three. I think that's a that's an interesting one for me. Dwayne Haskins of the Redskins will be player number four. How the Bills distribute some running back carries through the first couple of preseason games. I think that's that's something I want to see also. Daniel Jones being a quarterback for the Giants. And then that's pretty much it, I think. I think that's those are the things that I'll be looking at. I can't really get into a a, a, a kicking battle. I don't know. I'm still playing with kickers in most of my leagues. I'm still playing with defense special teams in most of my leagues. But if you want to play with more skill and less and less luck, then I think that you just have to eliminate the kicker or the defense. I, I feel like there's some skill going into the defense. There is, because you can play those matchups you can find and target against the worst quarterbacks in the league and even going and using a defense at some high scoring games too, where, you know, the ball's going to be flying a lot, but I just don't think that kickers are anything more than luck that they have in the game. The, the one kicker that I've tried to get on my team the last couple of years have been Justin Tucker, and, and certainly he delivers virtually every time. But that's only in leagues where you're getting bonus points when the guy kicks like a 45- a or a 50-yard field goal. Beyond that, there's no reason to do that. All right, so what we'll do is we'll take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll talk to Curtis Crabtree. He covers the Seattle Seahawks, and they, of course, have the one game that we did not discuss. We'll preview that game coming up in just a little bit. Top of the hour, full time fantasy. They're standing by. More fantasy discussion coming up in just a few minutes. I'm Craig Mish here on FNTSY Radio. We'll have a preview of tonight's Seattle Seahawks game as they take on the Denver Broncos. Don't go away.
3: Did we just become best friends?
0: Yep. The best friends forever. Who is your number eight running back? For a long time, it was Joe Mixon. It may still be Joe Mixon. The ADP for Joe Mixon is dropping. Yeah,
2: the ADP for Joe Mixon is certainly dropping. He's actually dropped behind Dalvin Cook, with Dalvin Cook going around 15.7 ADP, and Joe Mixon sliding down to 16.9. I still have Joe Mixon as my RB8. Still have him part of that second tier at the bottom of that tier.
0: Live weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern, on the FNTSY YouTube channel. Fantasy Sports Today
1: with Craig Mish. Welcome back. Craig Mish here with you on Fantasy Sports Today as we've run through every preseason preview we possibly could in the previous segment. Now let's get into the one game that we didn't touch on tonight, which will be the Denver Broncos taking on the Seattle Seahawks and joining us to talk about that. You can hear him uh, covering the Seahawks for Sports Radio KGR, Uh, also over at ProFootballTalk.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Curtis underscore Crabtree. And Curtis Crabtree joins us now to talk a little Seahawks football. Curtis, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. How are you? I'm good. How's it going? I'm doing well, Curtis. Uh, Appreciate it. Well, certainly uh, before we get into the individual players here and talk about what we could expect from a fantasy perspective, it certainly was an active offseason for the Seattle Seahawks. A couple of their longtime great players now gone and – yeah, nothing seems to face Pete Carroll in this team. They just kind of picked up the pieces, insert players, and it ends up working for them. You think that could be the case again this year?
2: Yeah, I do. I do think there's more questions this year about the team kind of generally across the board. I think from roster spots 10 to 53 on the roster, I think they're going to be deeper and a little bit better, um, have a little bit better foundation underneath them this year. But with the losses of Doug Baldwin and Frank Clark, I'm not sure if that top end between, you know from 1 to 10, is going to be able, capable enough of kind of replacing the guys that they lost. The questions about their pass rush are legitimate and figuring out exactly what they're going to have at their disposal. There is going to be a big question that they have to answer at some point or another. But um, ultimately, I still think when you have a quarterback in Russell Wilson, who's now the highest paid in the league, a middle linebacker in Bobby Wagner, and a head coach in Pete Carroll that are as uh, consistent as they are, um, it would certainly seem like Seattle's got a pretty good chance to be as solid as they usually are.
1: Uh, okay, so so before we get into the players, one more question, Curtis. In terms of playing time, that's always the, the first question that we have. I don't think we have to ask this in Weeks two, 2 and Weeks 3 as much, but if you're going to watch Seattle tonight with any hopes of gaining any insight in both fantasy or reality, is that a possibility tonight, or is this one to skip?
2: Well, it depends. If you want to see what DK Metcalf might bring to the table, I think it's worth watching. Um, one of the problems that they have is that the uh, two or three running backs behind Chris Carson and Rashad Penny that could eventually factor into things are either absolutely out or possibly out tonight, and that would be C.J. ProSice, Travis Homer, and uh, J.D. McKissick. McKissick's still probably going to factor in as a guy who's going to play receiver and running back throughout the season, but he's he's going to be a game-time call tonight. Um, but Metcalf is the one guy that they are really excited about. Obviously got him late in the second round. People thought he could be a first-round draft pick at receiver. And he looks every bit the part um, out on the practice field. So he's certainly going to be somebody to, to keep an eye on for sure uh, during the game tonight if you do want to put an eyeball on it. But obviously Russell Wilson's not going to play. It's going to be a backup quarterback battle between Geno Smith and Paxton Lynch for a good deal of the game. I would assume that a couple offensive line starters like Dwayne Brown um, and possibly Jermaine Asetti and D.J. Kluker aren't going to play all that much either. So um, it might be a little tough to get a real ha- true handle on things for Seattle. But Metcalf and Gary Jennings and a couple of their rookie wide receivers are going to be ones to, to potentially keep an eye on.
1: Yeah, I, I, and, and it's interesting, Curtis. You mentioned one name who I'm familiar with because I live in South Florida, and Travis Homer, there were some people who thought that he would go back to school this year and play at Miami and then potentially work his way into – I mean, at this stage, it's hard to say any running back would be in a first round, but like a second or third round pick. uh, What's the story with him? And and do you think he has a chance to make the Seahawks out of camp?
2: Yeah, right now, I I think he is going to make the team. Um, CJ Prosek was in his fourth year with the team. Just bottom line is he can't stay healthy. He's had a couple really nice games with Seattle over the couple years he's been here, but injuries have just derailed any chance he's had to to continue to make the team. And right before they get to their first preseason game, all of a sudden he ends up with a hip strain again. And it just seems to be the same song and dance pretty much with him on a, on a yearly basis. And, and Homer at this point would seem to be the, the top candidate for their number three running back gig with McKissick being a guy that can do all different things, running back, wide receiver, um, kick returner, all of those sorts of things. And with their desire to get Tyler Lockett, who's now their number one receiver off of um kick return duty a little bit more this year. McKissick's going to have a role doing that. Um, So McKissick's probably going to be the guy who would get the third turns in games in regular season. But Homer's going to be a guy that I think they like. They really like his work work ethic, and we'll ultimately see how he comes along. So I do think he's on a track to make the team at this point in time.
1: Yeah, I'm curious with him because uh, he did look good in Miami. He had some injury issues also here as well, though, so that would be something to watch for sure. Uh, okay, and he's, so sitting Curtis, out, he's
2: sitting out tonight with a quad strain, so he will not be
1: playing Yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah he's had, he's, he had issues here in uh, South Florida as well, from what I remember. Um, uh, Curtis, let, let's dive a little bit deeper. Uh, David Moore was somebody in a fantasy world that last year – In a lot of leagues, at one point he had like one or two big games and there was some thought process that you should pick him up because Baldwin was having those injuries. And then it looked like that Russell Wilson wasn't even targeting him and throwing his way. So at this point, is it just safe to say if you're going to draft a wide receiver on Seattle, take Lockett. If you want to take a high upside guy, take Metcalf and ignore Moore. Or does Moore fit back into the mix as a guy that in case somebody gets hurt, he's a possibility?
2: Well, I, I still think right now Moore would be one of their top three options um, just because they're going to ease Metcalf into things as they go along here. Uh, and, and don't rule out Jaron Brown necessarily either because they've talked him up quite a bit this off-season too. But um, Moore might also be one of those guys that gets more chances on the kick return game when – when uh, they take Lockett off the field for that to try to preserve him a little bit. David Moore is a guy who is still learning the position to some extent. He was a running back through most of college at Division II East Central Oklahoma, um, transitioned to wide receiver kind of later on, and is still kind of finding his footing there. And and you're right, over the last, I think with the last five games that they played four regular season games and playoff game against Dallas, basically him and Jeron Brown went missing. I think they had seven total catches combined over the final five games of the year, and it became just the Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett, and tight end sort of show for him. Um, but David Moore is a guy who they, they do like. He plays bigger than his size because he's got really good leading ability, and he, I think he's becoming a little bit more well-rounded as a wide receiver. He might still be a little bit of a hit-and-miss sort of guy, but uh, when he can hit, he can certainly show. He's certainly shown that he can do some pretty solid things. So I, I don't know how the reps are going to shake out at this point with that group because Metcalf could certainly eat into some of those here as they go along because he he surely does look the part just from from the eye test goes on the sidelines and stuff watching practice at this point in time. But um, and, and Russell Wilson seems to have a pretty good feel for him already. But I, I still think at least early on they'll probably rely on their their guys guys like Moore and Jaron Brown that they've had along with them here for a little bit.
1: Curtis Crabtree is with us for another minute or so, and then uh, he's got to go cover a game tonight between the Denver Broncos and Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Russell Wilson, by the way, as Curtis mentioned, not going to play tonight in this game. You can also follow him on Twitter at Curtis underscore Crabtree. Uh, Okay, so uh, let's talk about the main running back kind of battle that there is, and certainly we've seen a lot of different options from Seattle since Lynch is gone, Curtis, for sure. And trying to figure out who's Seattle's running back full-time is almost impossible. They drafted Rashad Penny last year. We kind of know how that went. Chris Carson came along. They've used other players as well. Uh, what do you make of the running backs? Is it just a straight split? Is it Carson being the guy? Is it Penny overtaking him? I know that that's like the million-dollar question for our
2: fantasy leagues, but what is your opinion thus far? Well, Chris Carson's going to be the starter, but Rashad Penny has looked pretty solid in camp as well. He he's come back a little lighter than he was last year, and in retrospect, really the broken finger that he had at training camp a year ago really did set him back. He came into the team from an offense at San Diego State that primarily ran I-back um, formations, and all of a sudden he was running a ton of shotgun here, and he misses three of the four preseason games, doesn't get those reps, and then they got to play real games that count starting in September, and he just kind of got behind um, and took him about half the year to kind of catch up. He's still got a little bit more explosive um, ability to him than probably Carson does, but Carson's a really good running back in his own right, and they are probably still going to be mostly a timeshare, to to keep those guys fresh and on the field, they they basically just going back to those couple of years after Lynch left, they did not want to get stuck in the same position anymore where they got left without a running back. I think it was 2016. They ended up having like 11 or 12 different running backs carry the ball throughout the season because of injuries that cropped up. Similar circumstances the year after in 2017, and that's why they took Rashad Penny in the first round, even knowing that Chris Carson was coming back, uh, granted, off of a broken leg at the time. They just did not want to be stuck without a running back that they felt confident in anymore. And so, both of those guys are going to play. Um, how much on a given week, it's I think it's you know still up in the air, but both of them are pretty capable players, and I would expect both of them to get a pretty regular workload as we go into the season.
1: All right, uh, let's end with this, Curtis, uh, tight end. Uh, Russell Wilson, as we've known through the years, has liked to target the tight end. And you know, and Jimmy Graham certainly was was one of those that he could use. Uh, w- w- which direction do you think that the tight end is? And is there any value in fantasy to taking Vanette or anyone else?
2: Well, uh, I think it's tough to say at this point. Will Disley is way ahead of, of, of their kind of projected timeline coming back from the patella tendon tear he had last year. They don't have a Jimmy Graham. They don't have that. Um, and Ed Dixon's kind of in limbo for them right now because he's had a knee surgery here just two days ago, and it's probably going to miss the start of the season from, from the sounds of it. So Vinette, disley, Jacob Hollister is a name to keep in mind just on the outset here. Um, he's not going to play tonight just because of a minor little tweak, but, um, they traded for him from the new, got him from the new England Patriots this off season. He's more of a receiving tight end, and they really like what he brings to the table and could factor into things a little bit there um, as possibly like a flexed out sort of tight end option, um, a little bit more um, pass-catching ability than Disley or, or Ed Dixon brings to the table. Vanette's had kind of a uh, just a middling training camp so far. He's obviously in his fourth year, but he's a pretty consistent player. I don't know if I'd think any high upside from from those guys. There's no there's no Travis Kelsey, um you know, Jimmy Graham's sort of production going to come from that position this year. But you saw Will Disley make some plays in the first month of the season last year, and I think he'll still make that from time to time. I just don't know if it's going to be something. I wouldn't necessarily expect it to be something where he's going to pop to the top end of the, the position or anything like that.
1: Well, Curtis, listen, I know this is a busy day for you, and, and, and it will be tonight. Uh, always fun to have football back, and certainly you'll have that tonight in Seattle. Thank you again for coming on the show. Really appreciate it, and thanks for giving me your time. No problem. All right, Curtis, have a great day. Curtis Crabtree with us talking some, some Seattle Seahawks football here on, on the show. And, yeah, I mean, the, the running backs of Seattle since Lynch is gone, it's, it's been pretty funny, right? Like, players in football come and go so quickly. Do you remember, Was it oh, was it a year ago or two years ago, where Thomas Rawls was the guy that was being taken so high in fantasy drafts? Man. Like, I mean, these guys, you just don't even remember their names anymore. And pro- remember C.J. Proceis last year? Oh, he could be a sleeper in fantasy. And he's right, Curtis is right. He just kept getting hurt. Travis Homer is interesting because he he could have stayed at Miami another year and I think ended up being top 10 quarter, uh, running back in the NFL draft, which means what? He's a uh, second-round pick, third-round pick? I'm curious to see what he can do. He had some monster runs at Miami. Not a big guy, but an elusive player. And if he makes the team, then, you know, he's always on the fantasy radar. Remember, there's going to be a team in the NFL this year. Make no mistake about it. There's going to be a team that's going to get down to their third and fourth running back in fantasy. There's going to be a team on the waiver wire that no one is talking about right now. That's going to end up being a fantasy star in 2019. Happens every single year. It's just, uh, it's hard to identify. It's why these leagues are, there's more and more data and more and more info, and the rosters keep getting deeper and deeper. And people are stashing these handcuffs so well that you got to really pay attention to what happens in the preseason. And all that starts tonight. Can't wait to do it. Can't wait to see it. But coming up next, there was a trade in the NFL. And we're going to break it down in a little bit of exit velocity. What does Duke Johnson's uh, happen to his fantasy value now that he is with the Houston Texans? We'll talk about that next with a little exit velo. And then at the top of the hour, we're going to send it over to our friends Dr. Roto and Adam Ronas. Full-time fantasy comes your way at 2 o'clock Eastern. I'm Craig Mish. This is Fantasy Sports Today. More fantasy football discussion as we mix it in with a little exit velocity and the future of duke johnson in houston curious curious just moved by them what does it mean i'll have it next in next, Velo, don't go away
4: Thank <laughs> you.
0: Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish.
1: Alright, welcome back. Final segment here. Fantasy Sports Today. Full-time fantasy is coming your way at 2 o'clock Eastern, which is just a couple of minutes away but as always, we end the show with a little Exit Velocity.
2: I feel the need, the need for speed.
0: Ow! Exit Velocity.
1: All right, our Exit Velocity segment for today. Wow, an NFL trade on the eve of the preseason with Duke Johnson going from Cleveland to Houston. Now, let's also not forget that Duke Johnson has a new agent. He let go of his agent in the offseason, who, by the way, if those of you who didn't know this, is the wife of Luther Campbell. Remember Luke of the 2 Live Crew, a friend of mine. Uh, Weird situation there for sure. And now I think a weirder situation with him going to Houston. Does it bump him up in terms of fantasy value? Perhaps... But honestly, isn't he kind of the same guy as Lamar Miller? I I don't really see that much of a difference there. It certainly will be interesting to see as time goes on and as the first weekend of the NFL preseason goes on as well. Thanks to everybody who listened in. Thanks to Curtis Crabtree for coming on and talking about the Seattle Seahawks. Also, Matt Modica on a little baseball. I'll talk to you tomorrow. It is a Friday edition of Fantasy Sports Today. That's tomorrow at noon. Full-time fantasy is next. I'm Craig Mish. Have a great day, everybody. See ya.